Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Grammar Girl here. Listen to this sentence from a news story about whether vegetable oils can really lower your cholesterol as much as people say they can. We're often told to substitute saturated animal fats for healthier vegetable oils. You might be thinking I'm going to comment on the use of healthier instead of more healthful, but I'm not. Healthier is just fine, and you can find out more about that usage question in the link I'll put in the transcript, or in my book, 101 Troublesome Words, you'll master in no time. Whoops, I guess I did comment on healthier after all, but what I actually want to talk about is the verb substitute. So back to the sentence with substitute. We're often told to substitute saturated animal fats for healthier vegetable oils. Now, here's another sentence with substitute, which I got from the Corpus of Contemporary American English. If every American substituted something meatless for one chicken dish every week, it would save as much carbon dioxide as taking 500,000 cars off the road. Did you hear the difference? In substituted saturated animal fats for healthier vegetable oils, the verb substitute has the pattern substitute old for new, saturated animal fats for healthier vegetable oils. In substitute something meatless for one chicken dish, the verb substitute has the pattern substitute new for old, something meatless for one chicken dish. What's going on here? Which one is right? To talk about these two versions of substitute more easily, I need to introduce some vocabulary. If you've listened to this podcast for very long at all, you probably know what a direct object is. It's the noun phrase that names the thing that receives the action of the verb. So, for example, in the sentence, I'm recording a podcast, the noun phrase, a podcast, functions as a direct object. Now, I want to introduce a term for the function of prepositional phrases. Often, that function is to modify a verb or noun but not always. For example, take the verb rely. If I were to tell you I rely, you'd be waiting for me to say something to finish the sentence. In addition, that something can't just be a direct object. It's not grammatical to say I rely my friends. The verb rely is looking for a prepositional phrase, and it can't be just any prepositional phrase either. It has to begin with on or upon, as in, I rely on my friends. In contrast, if a prepositional phrase is modifying something, 
we typically have a choice of which preposition to use, or even whether to use a prepositional phrase at all. To illustrate, I could say, I slept in my bed, I slept on the couch, I slept under the stars, I slept with my cats, or I just slept, plain and simple. Another way that the prepositional phrase in I rely on my friends is not like a modifier is that in this sentence, the noun phrase my friends plays an essential role in the state of affairs that we're talking about. If there's any relying going on, it has to involve parties A and B, the relier and the relied upon. For reasons like these, linguists sometimes say that prepositional phrases like these have the function of oblique object rather than modifier. Just as some verbs take both a direct object and an indirect object, other verbs take both a direct object and an oblique object, such as the verb blame. They blamed Squiggly for the delay. Another one is load, as in Aardvark loaded his cart with garden gnomes. And of course, there's substitute. Over the centuries, the verb substitute has been used with a variety of prepositions for its oblique object. Since the mid-17th century, substitute has been used with the preposition for, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, and that's still the most common preposition to go with it. Further, for most of the time, the direct object has referred to the new thing, and the oblique object with for has referred to the old thing. That's right, substitute new for old, like substitute something meatless for one chicken dish, is the historically older use. An interesting fact about verbs that take both a direct and an oblique object is that often there will be an alternative preposition that you can use. And when you do, you flip-flop the roles of these objects. Here's a demonstration. In the sentence, they blamed Squiggly for the delay, the direct object, squiggly, has the role of the person who caused the problem. And the oblique object, for the delay, has the role of the problem. However, for rhetorical reasons, you might sometimes prefer to make the problem the direct object and make the doofus who caused it the oblique object. You can do this if you change the preposition to on. They blamed the delay on squiggly. You can do a similar thing with the verb load. Aardvark loaded his car with garden gnomes, or Aardvark loaded garden gnomes onto his cart. Like blame and load, substitute has an alternative preposition that lets you switch the roles of the direct and oblique objects. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, sometime in the 19th century, the preposition with came to serve this purpose. So you could substitute old with new. Their earliest example is horrible, involving cruelty to a cat. So here it is. I carried off a rabbit from the spit and substituted it with the cat of my old aunt. The role of old is played by the rabbit on the spit, and the role of new is played by the old aunt's cat. This version of substitute has become more common in the last 200 years, and by now is fairly common, although not as common as substitute new for old. The newest substitute, the one that has you substituting old for new, is from our example about the animal fats and vegetable oils. Substitute saturated animal fats for healthier vegetable oils. 
This one swaps the role of new and old without even using a different preposition from for. The earliest citation the OED has for this version of substitute is from back in 1978. The linguist David Dennison gave it the name reverse substitute in a 2009 paper that I'll link to on the transcript. In a blog post that discusses reverse substitute, linguist Arnold Zwicky notes that it's especially common in contexts involving food, which our animal fats and vegetable oils example certainly does. With these two structurally identical yet contradictory versions of substitute out there, how can we understand what speakers or writers mean when they use it? And how can we use it for maximum clarity? When you read or hear substitute, pay close attention to context clues, especially if the topic is food, and don't assume that the speaker or writer is using substitute in the same way you do. As for your own speaking and writing, here's my advice. First, since the oldest and still most common version is substitute new for old, use that one. Second, since substitute old with new has been around long enough to achieve some measure of acceptability, use it only if you have a compelling rhetorical reason to do so. Finally, avoid using substitute old for new, like our animal fats sentence. Unfortunately, following these guidelines won't eliminate confusion because your audience may have grown up with substitute old for new, or even if they haven't, they might be assuming you did. So I'm going to give you some more practical but less satisfying advice. Be sure the context makes clear which roles the direct and oblique objects are playing, no matter which version of substitute you use. Or better yet, just use the word replace. This podcast was written by Neil Whitman, who has a PhD in linguistics, blogs at literalminded.wordpress.com, and is a regular columnist for the online resource Visual Thesaurus. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. That's all. Thanks for listening. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.